HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. This episode is brought to you by Cheese State University. Cheese State University was created for dedicated cheese professionals seeking to deepen their knowledge, sharpen their skills, and build connections. It feels like a gift to be able to give this gift to people because I know that from my own experiences, I know how valuable, consolidated, Mm -hmm. incredible training resources are. They offer an in-depth education on all things cheese, as well as an active network for peer support and career development. You can pop over to the Quad, which is our social networking and engagement app. Um, And so that's a really fun and dynamic aspect of Cheese State University. Cheese State's three-part course is designed for seasoned pros and entry-level mongers alike and covers all the skills one needs to perform on the cheese counter. The structure of Cheese State University is all based on the Cheese State University Field Guide. Um, And that is a three-volume resource. It's all digital online. At the end of the course... Students will be ready to ace the field guide assessment and earn their Cheese State Scholar Certificate. Another resource is a video series where we tackle sort of like these thornier questions that you can get on the cheese counter, like what is rennet and like why is this cheese so expensive and can pregnant people even eat cheese? At Cheese State, you're among experts, you're among scholars, you're among cheese lovers, and most importantly, you are a monger. Join them in the Ivy League of Cheese Education at CheeseStateUniversity.com. I'm Lou Bank. I am Chopper One. And I am Ryan Acock, the cocktail MD and author of Simply Cocktail. And this is Agave Road Trip, the critically acclaimed award-winning podcast that helps green gags bartenders better understand agave, agave spirits, rural Mexico, and how we consume our calories. Because you how do you, you don't even eat calories anymore, Lou. I, I see you only eating napkins and glasses of water everywhere we go. This is this is how I entice you to uh, jump into my bed, Java. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But that always I think shuts that, him down, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but I think the question here is, and I don't know who the hell suggested this thing because it's nothing that I will have ever thought about. I guess only when we talk about pulque and pulque, it's food and it's also drink. Mm-hmm. But is there anybody in this planet that is drinking alcohol? 
to complement their nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a, a lot, and I see them quite regularly in the emergency room. Yeah. Really? So, really? Like, is, yes. that, is that a is that a returning client for you? I don't think Chavon knows the word alcoholic. Maybe we need to start yeah. with that as a as a baseline. Come on, Lou, but an alcoholic is not someone that thinks that instead of fried chicken, they can drink beers. Oh, well, kind of. So there's a phrase that I've heard before. I prefer to drink my calories, and I've heard it now a few times. And you can get calories from alcohol. It's different amounts depending on what you're drinking. But yes, there are some alcoholics that really don't eat anymore. They just consume alcohol all day. What? Let, okay, so this yes. is uh, like... Unlike some other things that Lou has suggested that are trends in the emergency room, this is actually a trend <laughs> that you get to see. <laughs> yes. So, right. So, uh, I get to see the acute and the chronic effects of alcohol on a pretty regular basis. So, the acute effects would be the college student who comes in drunk and they may or may not be injured, and we get them taken care of and then send them on their way home. The chronic effects are going to be the alcoholics who are perpetually drunk and then start getting things like liver cirrhosis, which comes with things like bleeding uh, complications, as well as things like shrinking brains. So they have problems thinking and remembering things. And one of the other effects of alcohol of alcoholics is the lack of appropriate nutrition. So this is the nutrition episode. So let's talk about calories. I, so, like, I'm sorry, I just yeah. really thought this was this was a bad joke. Like I I never really thought this was like I, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, continue. Wow. Like you're just yeah messing with my with my head. Wow. Okay, so you get these guys, and then what happens? Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about calories first. We all need calories. You need about two thousand calories a day from your food, and and that calorie is a unit of, it's a measurement unit of how much energy there is in that food. Okay, hang, hang on, I'm just going to put, Luke, yeah. I got to no, 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 pause. No, no, no Luke, I got to pause Luke, you, man. 2,000 calories? Later, later, Yeah. No, we're not going to be discussing your nutrition yeah. habits, Lou. No, 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 no. That's, gonna... like, that's like 1940s sell it to the Americans so that we'll buy more beef numbers. 2,000 calories? Yeah. yeah, we still, well, the average American is going to eat a lot more than 2,000 calories, but... If you're and if you're losing weight, you want to cut that down more to like 1600, 1800. But let's go with 2000. Yes, thanks. I only care about alcohol, I don't care about losing weight. <laughs> uh, anyways, so, yeah, so that's 2000 calories, it's the rule of thumb in order of a right. healthy human to be consuming. Sure, so but calories also come in alcohol, and so if you were to drink vodka, for example, your 1.5 ounce shot of your 80 proof liquor is going to have about 100 calories. There's no carbohydrates, there's nothing else in it, but it got about 100 calories. Well, you can start bumping up the calorie intake as well as your carbohydrate intake, depending on what else you're drinking. So like beer has maybe 150 calories and 12 grams of carbs, or a glass of wine might have an equal number of calories and maybe four grams of carbohydrates. And then you get to mead, which is by far the worst <laughs> yeah, offender. So you might have a thousand calories and 120 grams of carbs per glass of mead. Oh, I love it. Just because... Yes, but so you've got your calories, you've got your carbs. The problem is you don't have anything else. None of those those drinks that I mentioned are going to have things like vitamins and minerals. Hmm. And this is where alcoholics come into problems. Hmm. So because there's no sodium in beer, for example, alcoholics who drink nothing but beer are going to get all that excess of free water, and so they start dropping their body's sodium levels. And as the sodium gets lower and lower, they can start having things like confusion and then followed by the trifecta of seizure, coma, and death. Is that, 
And is that in essence electrolytes? Yes. Huh. Yeah, so there are no electrolytes in beer, typically. Now, I'm sure that there's going to be some manufacturer out there who's going to try to advertise the electrolytes that are added to their beer. But typically, your off-the-shelf uh, Budweiser or anything else that you get is just water and carbs and not much else in there. Certainly no vitamins and minerals that you can use to get for nutrition. To survive. Jesus. Okay, and do you know of any any brand that is actually doing that, Ryan? Is when somebody comes to emergency room, do you have any prescription to make in terms of beer? <laughs> no, we, we do not. We, uh, we have to do a lot of other things, though, if someone comes in severely malnourished from their alcoholism. Would, would, sorry, maybe this is a really simple question, but with something like wine, since it comes from grapes, often, uh, aren't you getting some kind of like vitamin C or something from that? Yeah, but that's such a minimal amount. And that what you're really worried about in alcoholics is vitamin B1 or thiamine. Okay. That's the big one where alcoholics run into problems. And so as you start, as you have a lack of vitamin B1, it's going to go through a kind of continuum. So first you're going to start having things like confusion and maybe some problems with movement like tremors or movement of the eyes. It's called nystagmus. So instead of being able to look at an object straight ahead, you're kind of, your eyes are darting all over the place. That's called Wernicke's encephalopathy. That is what's going to kickstart your road down a very bad pathway if you get Warnicke's. And so the initial treatment is going to be more thiamine. So you're talking like hundreds of milligrams of vitamin B1 continuously to try to correct that Warnicke's encephalopathy. But I'm assuming that you're not suggesting that if, if your instinct is you want to drink your calories, that you should also just stock up your vitamin cabinet, right? Like it's, it seems to me if, if that's your thought is you, if, if, if you, in your head, you're saying, I think rather than having a hamburger today, I'm going to have three beers. Maybe that's the sign that you should be looking for some help. Oh, absolutely. But you're also talking about alcoholic logic. So alcoholics aren't going to be interested in where can I get my nutrition source. And so if, if at a minimum I can say, well, can you take a multivitamin a day? Mm. Then maybe I can count that as a small victory. Well, I like that. And so... The other thing that has has me extremely confused right now, and I mean, there's two things. I think we also touched on this on the hangover episode, in which maybe they could add some vitamins into the drinks in order to maybe help you with the hangover that was coming haunt you your way. But the other thing that's confusing to me here is the great rise of hard seltzers has been under the promise of reducing the calorie intake that you have when drinking alcohol. And what you're telling us right now is that from all the possible alcohols you can drink, the only really bad offender that by far surpasses is what you're going to have out of fry, it's the meat. Everything else is really on the very low calorie count. Right. If you're talking about calories and carbs, mead is going to be the worst offender. So why why do do hard seltzers uh were were able to to, to do that like how, 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 what was the yeah because I, I think like i mean a lot of the sell point of the hard seltzer is like uh, a lot of fun and no calories isn't that like huh? the whole thing behind it yeah so hard seltzers are basically just carbonated water and then the equivalent of vodka added to it now they call it malt spirit but it's really just vodka and water and then maybe the the, a drop of an essence of lime or whatever flavor <laughs> they were trying to go for. Yeah. I, I, so you're not going to get anything really more than that. Yeah. I, and, and that's, 
I think the I think the whole calorie yeah. thing that you're talking about, Chava, is that a a vodka and soda, which is in essence your your hard seltzer, um, is less calories than a vodka with cranberry juice or a vodka with any kind of mixer that has a lot of calories and sugar in it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. And that's where they try to claim like, oh, we're healthier because we're low on calories and, and low on sugar. And yes, that's true, but they're also low on everything else. Yeah, though, I, I got to say, like, I've not seen like, – it's not been my uh, takeaway from the marketing of those uh, hard seltzers that that's what they're selling. It's just convenient, delicious. It's basically what you get in a bar, but you're paying a lot less per can. Oh, really? Okay. I, I yeah. guess we'll, well see things through, uh, through our yeah. priorities uh, and, 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 and whatnot. And, but it, and let's be realistic. How often do you or I buy hard seltzers? I, I, I've, I've bought some hard seltzers, uh, but in well, my now life. that you know the truth about them, are you going to continue? Of course. Yeah. But okay. So, I, I mean, like, I, I think this, this, this isn't the prompt to being a, a rather like small episode. And the only thing that I can really think of that it's my takeaway of this is that, you know, considering that there's a significant amount of people that drink alcohol on a daily basis, uh, maybe it can be a good idea to add some vitamins and some other elements to the alcohol that won't have any effect, like won't affect the flavor and might help some people that have a problematic relationship with it to not suffer physically in a, in a more acute way. Like, it, yeah. has that ever been discussed, like, in a in a public policy, you know, like, way? Because that could have a great effect in if you apply that to a national way, no? Right. So the, the idea is, like, can we mitigate some of the bad effects from alcoholism by supplementing alcohol with vitamins. And sure, maybe, maybe if beer makers and, and winemakers started adding thymine and say like vitamin C to their product, alcoholics will consume it and hopefully they won't have at least Warnicke's encephalopathy. Now they're still going to have lots of other problems from consuming so much alcohol. So in, in Warnicke's just, like I said, that's the beginning stage. There's much worse. There's something called Korsakoff syndrome. So if you keep not taking in thymine, eventually that possible reversible tremor or that possible reversible confusion that I talked about is now permanent. And so now you're going to have trouble forming new memories and you're going to start having hallucinations. So if you if you want to think about the movie Toy Story, where Woody is saying, <laughs> there's a snake in my boot. You probably remember that. It's a famous phrase. Well, the reason that phrase came about is because of cowboys who are alcoholics would start having visual hallucinations of snakes. And that's something that's pretty specific to alcoholism. So if a person comes in who's a who's a psych patient and tells me someone threw a snake at him, like that's an alcoholic. There, there's not really not much else that's going to make someone visually hallucinate wow. snakes like alcohol does. Wow. Jesus. Okay, so maybe it's a better thing that it doesn't have the vitamins, so you have to take care of your problem earlier. Well, so the problem is once you get Korsakoff syndrome, that might be permanent. And so Oof. withholding... Vitamins, because uh, you want to try, like that's why I'd say you probably should be giving people vitamins, regardless of what they're drinking. So at least that they don't get to that stage of Korsakoff. And if they do, if they do think that uh, that snakes are attacking them, they should probably eat the snakes rather than let the snakes bite them, because then the venom will be digested in their stomachs from the hallucinated <laughs> right. snakes. Harking back to another episode. Oh, yeah. Yes, okay. that's the that's what we call the callback. <laughs> I mean, I love snake. I, I love eating snake. I've eaten, I once ate like a two kilogram snake. It was delicious. Uh, it was not poisonous. Clearly that was not with a date. Uh, I, 
No, I was alone. There you I, go. I was okay. very yeah. alone. Yeah. I, I met I met a few people while eating it because it took me like four hours. <laughs> but uh, it's very slow. You have like it's it's all of these bones that you have to be sucking. It's a, it's a very slow. I process think maybe we should uh, table that for the same conversation we have <laughs> off camera, so to speak, about the number of calories that you need in a day. Yeah, I, I think uh, this this has arrived to his to its end, unless you have a conclusion or suggestions. No, I think I, you know. Actually, I do have a conclusion. You know, every episode, every episode that we do with you, Ryan. I feel like the conclusion should be if you're drinking enough that this episode told you something that scares you about your life, maybe you should consider not drinking for a while. I'm not saying never drink ever again, but I am saying take a 30-day pause and and see what that does to your life and consider a new path because good lord, I, I I don't agree with the 30 day. <laughs> I think you you can you can just you know, like, be a little bit more conscious of So maybe, uh, of, of Chava, you should amount. take a 30-day break for yourself <laughs> and get a, get more perspective on, like, what's important in life. You know, I like I like drinking, but I can, I can go 30, 60, 90 days without a drink, and it's not, it doesn't even, it's not even a change in my lifestyle. And the thought that so, somebody uh, could be going cool. through life thinking, I'd rather have a drink than a hamburger. I'd rather have a drink than an egg, like, really scares me. Yeah. So those, in fact, that's the worst case of alcoholics who drink only liquor for their calorie consumption, not even beer, not even wine, where they get at least some sugar. There is something called alcoholic ketoacidosis. So if you think of the keto diet, the keto diet is I cut down my sugar consumption and then my body is forced to break down fat and so I can lose weight. Well, alcoholism is an extreme form of that. And so if you're only getting calories from, say, vodka and no sugar in your diet, you're going to go into ketoacidosis. And so those people get very sick. And the treatment for that is they need sugar. So you might have to give infusions of intravenous sugar wow. at that point. Wow. Okay. And, and with that happy note, I really think we should stop this episode. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, okay. Ryan, again. Gracias, Señor Lu. Yeah, thanks, Doc. <laughs> Catch you next episode. Hasta pronto. Adios, adios. Thank you both. This has been Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders learn about agave spirits. Your hosts are Lou Bank and Chava Periban. Sound engineering by Roy Sierra. Theme song performed by Gabriel Oliveira and Mark Rico. Sign up to become a road tripper and listen to more episodes at agaveroadtrip.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know. And if you hated it, recommend it to your enemies. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Lou is in charge of our social media. So if he happens to sound like an old man, forgive him. He is one. Agave Road Trip is a production of 10 Angry Pitbulls, Inc. Agave Road Trip is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network is food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. To subscribe to the Heritage Radio Network newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with Heritage Radio Network on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find Heritage Radio Network at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. Heritage Radio Network couldn't do that without support from listeners like you. Become a part of the food 
the world's most innovative community today. Subscribe to the shows you like. Tell your friends. And please join the Heritage Radio Network family by becoming a member. To become a member of the Heritage Radio Network, click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Heritage Radio Network can become addictive. Programming you here on Heritage Radio Network can drive you to eat, drink, and listen to more programming on Heritage Radio Network. If it drives you to drink, please do not drink and drive. Drink responsibly. Eat responsibly too. And listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly. To listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly, wear protective earbuds. While wearing protective earbuds, do not drive or walk. Sit in a comfortable chair. If that comfortable chair has a hard seat, please remember to get up and stretch every 30 minutes. If you get up and stretch every 30 minutes, do not stretch beyond your abilities. Stay within your defined stretching capacity and consult a doctor who specializes in stretching. If you do not have a doctor, listen to all the shows on the Heritage Radio Network. There has to be at least one doctor among the Heritage Radio Network podcast hosts. Thanks for listening. Agave Road Trip out.